When you hear so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number two of Healthy View Radio. My name is Michelle Fennickhaus, and with me today are my incredibly smart and talented co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. Today, we're going to be talking about getting high. <laughs> now, we're not, uh, we're not here to blow smoke, no pun intended, about how perfect and healthy we are or how perfect and healthy you should be. We actually want to open up a conversation about using drugs as adults, you know, as grown women, what it means, why we do it, why we don't do it in my case, why maybe we should do it. And later in the show, we're going to be talking with Dr. Roshna Patel about medical marijuana, very hot topic these days. And we'll be saying hello to health coach Rachel Meyer. I want to take a minute and just thank our sponsor, Atrantil. Atrantil naturally supports digestive health. So if you live with bloating or gas, check them out at atrantil.com. That's A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L.com. So, Lisa, Andrea, you girls well, want to get high? Well, yeah, I, I get high every day, but not the kind of high that I used to get. <laughs> high on life, baby. High on life, that's high on right. Life. High on life. You know, I remember growing up, um, you know, in, in Queens, New York, and I started smoking pot when I was 13 years old. And, um, and I think part of the reason why pot was so attractive or marijuana was so attractive is because it's, um, it's one of those expansive drugs. And from the time that you're a little kid and you put into the society, there's all of these straight lines. Go to school, time to sleep, time to wake up. Don't get out of line, right? Do this, right? There's all these straight lines. And what, what marijuana does, as well as like psychedelic drugs, which we're not going to talk about today, uh, but they help to open and expand and get you out of the box. That's why when people get high, they'll be like, I have these great ideas. <laughs> you know, and they're like, they talk about all these amazing things. And then the next day they forget. They're like, what was that great idea that I was talking about? Uh, so for me, I, I experimented as a kid. Um, and then I got clean in in probably my 20s or something like that. And in my 30s, I started using meditation to get high, to get to that same expansive place. And, um, and I got to tell you, I like this kind of high better. Any, anybody? Anybody smoking out there? Anybody? <laughs> what about you, Lisa? <laughs> so, you know, for me, I did a lot, of, a lot more when I was younger. I think that high school and college did a lot of experimenting with drugs and whatnot. And truthfully, I could care less if I ever had anything again. But honestly, a lot of people close to me in my life love their weed. Friends, family, you name it. They love their weed. They have their medical marijuana licenses. And <laughs> it's around me a lot. And yeah, from time to time, I will have a little. But I don't have that expansive experience that Andrea talks about. It's more of like a, ah, like I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> kind of thing. So I don't really care for it all that much. And I have had some really awful experiences that I'm happy to share a little bit later. But I think it is a super different experience for everybody. 
Yeah, yeah, I tend to stay away from it as well. And I was surprised when some of my friends and neighbors, you know, they're kind of sneaking into the house to go smoke a joint. And I'm like, really? Where do you guys get that anymore? I mean, I got a guy who comes to clean my gutters. I got a guy who comes to do my lawn. I don't have that guy, though. You know, where's this coming from anymore? But uh, but it seems still to be very popular among adults. I can't I don't want to think about it. Last time that I had anything to do with weed, I was face down in my closet in a pile of shoes, just crying <laughs> to my roommate saying, is my heart still beating? Please tell me my heart is still beating. And, uh, you know, I just have no interest in ever doing it again. Oh, that's funny. You know what's really hot right now? What I see a lot of is those little gummy bears, those um, edible uh, CBD um it's like one of the constituents is extracted out of the, the weed and put into like the food substances uh, and people are eating them. And, you know, it's supposed to help with sleep, but I don't know how. Like, I know that I, when I used to smoke pot when I was a kid, I, I used to get tired afterwards. But, um, but I w- couldn't imagine like smoking or eating it and then going to bed. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine, you know, like. How does that even happen? How do you relax enough? Because like what you said, Lisa, like, and Michelle, like, like there's this, like this scared thing, this anxiety that pops up. And then once you get past that initial extreme hyper awareness, which is what brings up the anxiety, there's a hyper awareness. That's when it, when the body and the mind relaxes and it's like, oh yeah, look at the clouds, <laughs> look at the tree. I missed you know, that like- part. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you like a horrifying story that happened to me. And I think it's really important to share it because this is happening to a lot of people. And it's to your point, Andrea, about edibles. Mm-hmm. So about six or seven years ago, my, someone gave my husband this little brownie and we were celebrating some big event and stayed in this really super fancy hotel for the night. And he's like, here, have one little bite before we go to dinner. Long story short, we both had a bite. We started hallucinating. We thought we were dying. We were carried out through this beautiful hotel on stretchers with an ambulance <laughs> to spend the night in the hospital on IV. It was so horrible. Sent back to the hotel at 4 a.m. where they proceeded to try to kick us out for being drug addicts. And we said, oh. please, we can't drive. We're still under this influence. And... It was probably the most terrifying, terrifying night of my life. I went home and told my kids immediately what happened <laughs> because I said, these things do happen and you got to get help. You know, you got to get help. And I hear about these incidents all the time now with gummy bears, with brownies, and people are ashamed. They're embarrassed. They're being taken to the emergency room all the wow. time because the amounts are just not really regulated so much. So I'm putting that out there. I'm sharing this on live radio, you know, because I really want people to be careful with especially the edibles. We know you didn't inhale. (laughs) (laughs) But I adjusted. I know, which reminded me of another bad experience that I had. Similar. (laughs) Talk about the brownies. My God. But this is what's so weird to me because what, you know, among adults that I know, people are smoking and drinking and Mm. eating sugar, all the things that we do to sort of relax and insert some uh, good time very quickly into our lives when we're stressed out, especially. Uh, and, and yet it seems to have the opposite effect. I was actually reading that um, pot can turn on your stress response in your body, mm-hmm. like your HPA axis gets activated, which explains the paranoia and the hyper awareness. So it's actually kind of the opposite of stress relief. 
Oh, that's funny. Well, I, I think that it all depends on how you use it. And if you are, um, I guess, educated about it before you go in. So like eating it is going to have a far more, uh, you know, a deeper experience. It's digested differently. It's, you know, you're talking about, you know, it's going to have a longer effect. So I'll give you a fun story. You know, I wasn't in the closet and, and in the hospital like you guys, <laughs> but over the summer, like I'm, I'm an herbalist and a lot of the herbalists, um, you know, they, they use different herbs, not just marijuana, but they'll use a whole bunch of different herbs. So we always, we're always experimenting and we're sitting around um, a campfire over the summer. This had to be in May or June. And, uh, and somebody had m- marijuana honey. So it was honey that was infused with marijuana, right? And uh, so I'm sitting with Pablo and, you know, we're having a couple of beers around the campfire, having some fun. And, and he goes, okay, open up your mouth. And I'm like, why? And he's like, just open up. And he put a little tiny itty bitty on my tongue. And, uh, and like within 10 minutes, I was stoned, like stoned. And, and I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, the hyper awareness is happening. I knew everything that was going to happen. Hyper awareness is happening. And I, I, I got up to leave the fire and Pablo comes walking after me and I'm giggling my head off. And he's like, where are you going? I said, I'm too hyper aware. I got to get away from people right now. I said, and there's a little tiny itty bitty pain right here. And I, I, you know, I'm just focusing on that little tiny itty bitty pain because that's, that's hyper aware about everything. And, you know, I said, I know it's going to pass, but I can't be around people right now. <laughs> so I go giggling into that house and he's following me he's giggling and he's like okay I got a pain over here (laughs) so we're just giggling and laughing and as soon as that hyper awareness state passed we went back to the fire and it was actually kind of fun you know Um, but only because we knew that there was this thing that was happening initially where you become so extremely focused here I am inside a human body Oh my God, you know, <laughs> and it, people freak out, you know, and, and I, I totally understand it. But if you, un, if you know that and you know what's going to happen um, and you know it'll pass, it makes it easier and you could actually calm your adrenals down and calm your system down so that it, it could be a fun experience. Um, yeah. Now, I, yeah. As long as you're not like um, vomiting mm-hmm. and <laughs> convulsing yeah. and, you know, having psychotic episodes. Is Hooked fun. up to an IV. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lisa, you are up in Boston and, you know, so recently marijuana became legal in the state of Massachusetts, the whole state. So it's, they're kind of phasing it in right now. Basically, if you have a medical marijuana license, which I don't think is all that hard to get, I think you go online and apply and it's like there the next day, you can get it. But the general public cannot just walk into a dispensary at this point. But soon, right? And maybe well, they keep kind of changing it. They, they keep going back to edit it. But it'll be interesting because Rachel, our guest later in the show, lives in Colorado. And that's where it's like really out there. And uh, I'm curious to learn, too, if she'll, she'll share with us that. But you know, at this point, it's, it's still it's in transition, let's just say. So do you, think, do you guys think that more people are starting to recognize the benefits? Like we have a question over here from Sharon on Facebook um, asking if we're going to talk about CBD oil. I don't even know what that means and the health benefits. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there are obviously we're going to be talking about medical marijuana. So yeah. what are these benefits? Why even bother making it legal? What's, what's going on? I think Rashna will talk a lot about that, the difference between the THC and the CBD. And that's, you know, if you look at her website, she does it, she says like it's medical without getting high and that's where the CBD oil comes in. And it is really fascinating the work they're doing with it right now. 
Yeah, it's the THC that gets you high, not the CBD, right? right? And there's also many different strains of pot. Like we only think there's one, you know, cannabis plant, but there are so many different strains of cannabis, you know, like just like we have how many millions of plants on the planet, different genuses of plant, and you're going to have many different strains of cannabis as well. And my fear and my worry is that once the government gets involved, which is what's happening now, um, the quality of the product can suffer. So, um, like, look at, look at what happened to organic, right? So, we had all these organic farmers back in, you know, the 70s and the 80s, and you know, they were growing things organically. And then, boom, the government says, you know what? We got to take over this organic label. And now, like, sewer sludge can be organic and you know, all these <laughs> other, you know, it, it, it changes so my fear is that it's going to change the quality of a plant that was used medicinally for a long time. Um, but I, I, you know, I guess I'm sure Rock, Rachna will speak about that. I hope. And hopefully, hopefully if they're regulating it, we, a safer product will come out of it. So, you know, I think even when we were kids growing up, you had no idea where it was coming from. You know, it was some guy in, in Greenwich Village in the corner. <laughs> I had no idea where it started from. But like, hopefully, if there is regulation, and I'm curious, I don't know enough about what is going on in Colorado, but that you know, actually what you are getting, and it's not laced with something, you know, really scary. Yeah. Scary when I was part. growing up in the 80s, there was always the, the fear that it was laced with angel dust. And a lot of times, there was. Uh, and that is a trip that I don't want to ever experience again. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, that that would have been a hospital room. We got um. another comment over here on <laughs> Sheila. She said, I think that's the problem. A lot of people aren't aren't of the different aren't knowing the difference of the reactions depending on how you ingest it so they can deal with it. So I guess people aren't educated enough. And maybe that would also also come along, maybe, with more regulation. They're going to teach this in high school? (laughs) (laughs) I think the high schoolers could teach us. (laughs) Uh, One thing I learned is it's not called pot anymore. Weed all the way. So weed, weed, weed. That's what it was like in the 60s. It's back. So you remember when it was Maui Wowie and Mary Jane? You remember that? (laughs) (laughs) That makes me feel old. Well, real quick, what is one way, uh, Andrea, you already mentioned meditation. I'm going to talk about other ways that we can get high or get that expansive feeling or that relaxed feeling that doesn't actually involve illegal or sort of illegal substances. Yeah, like for me, nature, you know, fresh air, meditation, like um, being with friends, you know, good conversations, like all that stuff is what really makes me high. Even checking a box, you know, up my list makes me feel amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a true type A. (laughs) That's really funny. I noticed that that like sort of floating feeling. I go to the gym uh, in the mornings when they don't have classes and I use the studio for yoga and I do legs up the wall, uh, put my hips up on a couple blocks and just do that for about 10 minutes at the end of my practice. That gets me to this place where I'm walking out of there like smiling at everybody. They're like, what's wrong with this chick? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Exercise really gets those endorphins kicked in. You know, like when I used to smoke pot when I was a kid, Uh, I wasn't exercising. You know, there was no other uh, happiness (laughs) going on in there. So I I think that exercise really helps to keep the system flowing uh, in in a great way. Yeah. 
Now, in a few minutes, Dr. Rashna Patel will be joining us to discuss medical marijuana. I'm dying to hear more about this. I want to know how she got started down this path and what kind of health issues we can actually treat with marijuana. Because I always thought it was for cancer patients, but I was looking over her work and I see that there's possibilities for arthritis and even skin conditions. Yeah, pain relief. Insomnia. Insomnia. Hmm. So Dr. Patel has been practicing in the area of medical marijuana for half a decade. She walks patients step-by-step through how to use medical marijuana for their specific medical condition without getting high off of it, without getting addicted to it, and without smoking it, and perhaps without putting it inside brownies. (laughs) (laughs) And she speaks from the experience of having treated thousands of patients and having thoroughly reviewed the medical research on marijuana, which is better than any of us. She completed her medical studies at Toro (laughs) University College of Osteopathic Medicine and her undergraduate studies at Northwestern University. And you, can, uh, you guys can check her out online at www.drrashnapatel.com. And we'll put her website link in the show notes for episode two at healthyviewradio.com slash the number two. Yeah, if you guys have, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I studied, I studied marijuana at Flushing High School and at uh, Bleeger Junior High School. I studied marijuana a lot. If you guys have any questions, listeners have questions and want to be on the air, the number to call is 1-866-472-5792. Or you can leave us a comment on the live stream that's happening on Facebook right now as we are doing this episode live. Um, If you go to healthyviewradio.com, you'll see the live broadcast and you can just type your questions and comments in there along with everybody else who's already doing so. So we're going to go smoke a joint. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we're going to go to commercial break. And when we get back, Dr. Patel will be joining us. We'll see you in a few. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. 
You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. This is the place to be for a good dose of awesome sauce with me and my two co-hosts, <laughs> Lisa and Michelle. Uh, today, we are going to be speaking with Dr. Rachna Patel, the medical marijuana expert. And she has worked with thousands of patients using medical marijuana for their specific conditions. And she's here to share with us what this often misunderstood and much maligned herb can be used for and who and what it's good for. So welcome to the show, Doc. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Before we get to the nitty gritty, we like to ask our guests a couple of questions so that the audience can connect better with you. And the first question that we like to ask is about food because everybody's got to eat. So the first question is, what did you have for breakfast today, Dr. Patel? I had a protein shake. Oh, was there any CBD in it or? Uh... Uh, no, none of that. <laughs> what did you put in your protein shake? Um, it's actually just a ready-made protein shake that I that I pick up at Costco, um, just because I I'm on the run and so I don't really have time to to put you know throw things in a blender in the mornings. Yes, welcome to the world. We're all on the run. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what we're running from. That's the question. <laughs> and then the second question is, what is the number one thing that you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? I go for a 45-minute walk in the morning. Oh, that's great. We were just talking about exercise. Yep, yep. Getting that natural high. Meanwhile, your blender could be running at home while you're walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the cat can get into trouble with the blender, so I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, poor little kitty. <laughs> okay, so we're all curious. We want to know, you know, how did you get into using marijuana in your medical practice? Yeah, so believe it or not, I saw an ad on Craigslist um, that said medical marijuana doctor needed, and I got curious, um, and, you know, I didn't know that the field had even existed before this point in time, so I, I looked into the field, but more importantly, I started digging into the research on medical marijuana. So I was spending all my time on this website called PubMed.gov, which is basically a government database of all the research articles, both national and international, that are just housed there. And about a year later, um, I came to the conclusion that marijuana has a lot of potential, especially to treat chronic pain. And at that point, you know, you can have the knowledge as a doctor, but what's more important is to have the experience. To, to become a great doctor. So I decided to work at a medical marijuana clinic out in California. And, you know, I went in with certain expectations, but when I was actually witnessing results that patients were experiencing, I was definitely blown away by them. Um, and I eventually started my own practice in the field in 2014, and I've been, I've been doing, you know, this in general since 2012. Huh. So what were some of the things that blew you away? You know, what, what were you seeing on a daily basis at the clinic? Yes. So I read an article that said that medical marijuana helps to reduce dosages of prescription pain medications when, when they're taken together with the medical marijuana. So that's what I went in expecting. But, you know, what I found was that patients were actually 
coming off of their prescription medications and they were able to manage their pain with just medical marijuana and with only using it on an as-needed basis. They didn't even have to take it on an everyday basis. So, so that was one result. Um, I was also finding, you know, I, I expected it to work for pain. I expected it to work for things like nausea and vomiting. But what I didn't expect it to work for were things like psoriasis for skin conditions, um, for, for conditions like Crohn's disease, where people are having, um, you know, abdominal uh, uh, pain and whatnot. So there were definitely conditions where it was like, whoa, I didn't expect it to work for this, and, and it works very effectively. Hmm. Why do you think that that is? It, does it have to have something to do with the nervous system? So it has to do with marijuana's anti-inflammatory effect. It basically works on the immune system to dampen the anti-inflammatory, the inflammatory response that goes on with a lot of inflammatory conditions. So that's one of the bigger components of how it's working. Um, are there any specific types of people that you think would not benefit from using this herb? Definitely. So, there are groups of people that need to use marijuana with great caution. Um, those people include patients with uh, heart conditions because too much marijuana can actually increase your heart rate and exacerbate that heart condition. That's what happened to Lisa. Sort of- <laughs> yeah, Lisa's one yeah. of those people. <laughs> Yeah, it can, it can definitely do that. So you need to, so dosing is actually really important when it comes to marijuana. You, you don't want to overdo it. And most commonly, I mean, typically patients, you know, people start using it when they're in high school, college, and, and what they do is they overuse it, and that's when they're experiencing these side effects. Now, uh, you know, obviously patients with lung conditions, you don't want to be inhaling marijuana in any way because it's going to make the lung condition worse, like asthma, for instance. And then there are patients who've had uh, any history of visual or or auditory hallucinations. You are, you know, too much marijuana can cause auditory and visual hallucinations and, you know, sort of throw you into the psychotic episode if you're prone to it. And then there's children. Marijuana is certainly being used in certain populations of children, but it needs to be used with great caution because what they found in Colorado is is high doses, excess amounts of, of marijuana in children can, has brought them into the emergency rooms in a comatose state. And then finally, there's women, women that are planning to get pregnant, women that are pregnant, women that are breastfeeding. We don't really know what the effect is going to be on a growing fetus, on a growing child. So this population needs to use marijuana with great caution as well, or actually hmm. not use it altogether. Um, so those are, those are the main groups that I would um, say need to use it with great caution. You know, that's too bad because I was thinking, man, it might be great during childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. We just don't have enough information at this point. Once, once we do have the information and, you know, we get the green light, then, yeah, it may very well be, be a good option, but not at this point in time. Go ahead, Lisa. So I'm just curious when you're working with these patients, are they using the oils? Are they using those vape pens that I see everywhere? I'm guessing they're not in, you know, rolling a joint. So, you know, how are you typically recommending it? Yeah, so it's going to depend by medical condition. But let me walk you through the basic ways that people can consume marijuana other than smoking it. So you have topicals, right? So that's marijuana that comes in the form of either a salve or an ointment that you can, you can apply to the affected area. And that works well for skin conditions, for muscle-related conditions, and for bone-related conditions, right? So, so muscle cramping, uh, arthritis, those are just some examples. 
Then there's um, uh, it, another form of inhal- inhalation other than smoking called vaporization. And the basic premise of that is that it heats the plant rather than burning it. So you're avoiding creating a bunch of pollution that you'd be breathing in. Um, then there's also uh, edibles. You know, there's, there's uh, on the market right now, uh, there's not the healthiest versions of edibles, but there's gummies and chocolate bars that you'll find. Um, and then some crazy options like even ice cream and, um, you know, pretzels and popcorn as well. Um, then there's what are called tinctures. These are basically, it's a sublingual formulation. So basically it's, it's a form that you put under the tongue. It's a liquid form of marijuana. Um, and then there's also, believe it or not, rectal and vaginal formulations of marijuana as well. So depending so on the medical condition, you know, certain methods of, of, of delivery work better than others. Hmm. So what do you think about the future of this plant in medicine? I think it has the potential to change medicine because the most Hmm. common conditions that I treat are chronic pain, anxiety, and insomnia. And who in America or even the world doesn't have one of those three? So, and and most of what we're prescribing for these conditions are, are pharmaceutical drugs. And a lot of times patients will come into my office saying that, hey, you know, this pharmaceutical drug isn't cutting it for me because... It's causing side effects. I'm concerned about addiction. And, you know, with my background in emergency medicine, a lot of what I was seeing was, was, um, was overdoses on these, on these prescription medications to the point where we had to, you know, bring out the resuscitation cart and, and, and start resuscitating them because they were, you know, near death pretty much. So marijuana is not lethal. The, the side effect profile is pretty safe as long as you're using it correctly, right? So that's the important thing there. Um, uh, there is potential for addiction, but um, it, it, compared to opioids, compared to alcohol, it, it's a much smaller amount, about 9%. And a lot of it has to do with how you're using it as well. So I always like to equate it to, to alcohol, you know, someone who drinks a glass of wine, a day versus has, I don't know, a case of beer a day. More likely to get addicted to that case of beer than that glass of wine. So really what I'm focusing on with my patients is lowest effective dose of marijuana as well as using it minimal, minimal frequency. Um, And like I mentioned before, my patients don't even have to use it on an everyday basis. So you mentioned anxiety and insomnia. Just earlier, um, you know, when we were chatting, I was talking about how I read that marijuana can activate the HPA axis and sort of turn on our stress response. But that's talking about, you know, smoking a joint kind of marijuana. Is medical marijuana different so that it can just have that soothing effect? Yeah. So here's the important thing. Um, what, so marijuana, so there's really not much, the main difference between marijuana what that you can find at a dispensary, a state licensed facility um, versus on the streets is that it's lab tested. You know that it's not laced with anything. And also the, when it's lab tested, it gives you the exact amounts of the different chemicals that are in the product. Certain, certain combinations of chemicals, if you use too much of it, it will cause anxiety. A, a different combination of chemicals will alleviate anxiety. So that's ultimately what it comes down to, is knowing what combination of chemicals, and these chemicals are called cannabinoids, that you're putting in your body, 
Okay, so so that sort of you know right being a street drug, you don't really know. You know, marijuana is not marijuana. Marijuana um, has a there's a bunch of different plants that make different combinations of chemicals, and then those combinations can have a different effect on you. So when you're prescribing, are you primarily prescribing the CBD, or is are there bits of THC in there as well? Yeah, so THC can definitely be beneficial for certain medical conditions, um, such as um, nausea and vomiting. Um, you know, my patients that are uh, that have been diagnosed with cancer that are undergoing chemotherapy, they certainly benefit from that. Um, so it's going to really depend on the medical condition. Um, and then there's conditions where patients benefit from from just CBD. And then there's conditions where they need both. They, they need um, uh, uh, both CBD and THC for it to be optimally effective. So it's really just going to depend on the medical condition. I know that there is uh, that opioid epidemic sweeping the nation right now. Um, do you think that we can start moving people over to uh, using marijuana instead, and will it be as effective? I, I think it's, it's an uh, amazing alternative. I think it should be the first uh, uh, drug of choice when it comes to chronic pain treatment. Um, and in fact, I know that it can replace opioids because I see those results in my patients where I have patients coming in telling me, hey, doc, I am off of my prescription medications now, especially the opioids, um, and I can manage my pain with just using medical marijuana. And this is especially the case in conditions that tend to be resistant to conventional pharmaceutical drugs, such as fibromyalgia. That's sort of one of those conditions where a lot of patients spin their wheels, spin their wheels. Uh, you know, they're taking their one drug after the other. They start with opioids, and then the doctors put them on antidepressants, and then they put them on anti-seizure medications. Um, you know, so, so both the patient and the doctor are kind of getting kind of desperate, so they're kind of throwing whatever they can at it. But what's happening in the process is that, you know, they're getting side effects and whatnot. It's affecting the quality of their life. And, and you know, with, with patients being able to come off of their, their, their pharmaceutical drugs and replace it with medical marijuana, it, it does actually improve the quality of their life. So let's get down to some logistics. Uh, what do I do? Sure. I just get a prescription and I walk into CVS and I get this on auto refill or what? Yeah, so let me walk you through the process. So it's going to depend on what state you live in, right? So at present in the state of California, now this is going to change in a couple months in 2018. Um, you need, you, you see a doctor and um, the doctor evaluates you, and then based on the evaluation, the doctor figures out if, if medical marijuana, uh, if, you know, your condition will benefit from medical marijuana or not. And, and if, you, if you do, then you're issued what's called a medical marijuana card or recommendation. And then that then allows you to gain entry into the dispensary. Now, California is special. California is one of the few states that doesn't require the patient to register with the state. In most other states, after you see the doctor, your paperwork then has to be submitted to the state, and then the state then, then has to doubly approve it, and then you get a card. So it's usually about a 60 to 90-day process. Um, uh, this is in, 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 in states where marijuana is legal for medical use. Now, if you're in a state where marijuana is legal for recreational use, it's pretty much like walking into any old liquor store. As long as you're over the age of 21, you can purchase. So, so different depending on what the rules and regulations are in your state. Um, 
And then, um, and then once you're at the dispensary, you know, in California, there are no restrictions as to uh, what you can purchase. As a physician, I'm making recommendations, so then the patient can, you know, at the end of the day, go and buy what they what they want. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, that's that's essentially how it works out in California. Um, and in 2018, it's going to change where it's, it's now legal for recreational use. So, you know, anyone over the age of 21 will be able to just purchase it. Well, Does that trouble you at all, that just anybody could go in and purchase it as opposed to going in with a recommendation from a doctor? Yes and no, right? So the one reason it does, it does trouble me is that I, the, the patients that, that um, I went through that should be using medical marijuana with caution, it can pose as a danger to them. Um, but on the other hand, I have patients um, uh, come in, coming into me and saying, you know, doc, it took me three to six months to, to, to get my butt to you because I'm concerned about the paper trail that it leaves. Right, but when it's legalized for recreational use, there's now no paper trail, and I think what it does is that it opens up people who otherwise would be hesitant but still need it medically to be able to get access to it now. So, hey, Doc, speaking of trails, um, where can people find a trail to you? Because we got to wrap up this segment. Uh, can you let people know where to find you to get more information about this? Sure. So the best place to find me is on my YouTube channel. And you can just Google YouTube, the medical marijuana expert, and it'll show up on the first page of Google, uh, my YouTube channel. And that's where I'm constantly posting uh, uh, answers to common questions that people have. And then I'm also uh, answering questions in the comment section as well. So that's the best way to reach me. Well, I want to thank you for showing up today and, and giving us your knowledge about this really important herb. And, uh, and I'm hoping that people that need you will find you where they need to get you so they can get this stuff into their body and into their life. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, and thank, thank you. you for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, we'll be back uh, with our new and good section to introduce you to Rachel Meyer. She's a certified holistic health coach, a blogger, and a personal trainer, and is known for her love of pine trees and adventure. So we're going from marijuana to pine trees. Uh, Rachel's works. passion is helping women find freedom in their health without the rules and restrictions of the dieting culture. So hang tight, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community. HealthyViewRadio.com to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. 
spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Michelle and Andrea and I were just talking with Dr. Roshna Patel about medical marijuana. And before that, we were talking about non-medical marijuana. So lots to listen to if you're just popping in. In a minute, I'm going to be bringing on our next guest, Rachel Meyer. Rachel is a health and success coach who empowers women to take charge of their lives through daily habits. She's the creator of Summit Fit Academy, an online community and educational experience to help women simplify the art of living well and discover adventure in healthy living. She lives in Denver, Colorado, which we might need to ask her about (laughs) legal marijuana there. Hold on. Hold that thought. She lives there with her two sons and her husband where they spend the majority of their time camping, hiking, and playing in the snow. How fun. Rachel, welcome to Healthy View Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me. So nice of you to join us. Rachel, tell us all about what you do and what got you into doing it. Yeah, so I run, like you said, Summit Fit Academy. And over the past 10 years, I've really learned that women are kind of getting away from wanting diets and restrictive type living to reach their best health. And so I've created a program really to help that establish daily habits that really fuel their best health and life. And I've found that women really can enjoy the process of healthy living when they do that. And it's not so much of a burdensome task as it is just a daily intentional thing where they're creating these habits. So we have six power habits that we focus on every single day in our community and educational experience Within that is the six power foods, which are foods that help heal the body from the inside out. So we really focus on what we can add in to our lives instead of focusing on what to take out and what to restrict so that the process, you know, is really enjoyable. So I've been running that program since January of this year, and I've been doing private coaching for about 10 years now. So, so Rachel, most of us who are in this health and wellness field, have our own personal story that got us into the place where we wanted to help others. Did you have a story of some sort that led you to this? Yes. Yes. So I got a degree in exercise science in college and got my personal training certification, but I really knew nothing about food and nutrition. And I actually spent a lot of time sick and with a lot of debilitating health issues pretty much until my 20s, I went to Africa in college, got an infection there, and basically over the next four years, um, struggled with a lot of 
debilitating IBS issues and whatnot, and through that process, learned about natural food, really just how to eat whole real foods for the first time in my life, learned that fat's actually good for you and what preservatives do to your body, and I actually went to IIN to get certified as a holistic nutrition coach during that period, and that's kind of what launched me into teaching women how to live more holistically rather than just the whole, you know, fitness industry kind of focus. I've kind of intertwined those together so that women kind of get the full full package. So yeah, I spent I spent a lot of my years not feeling well at all and so I've really condensed the process for women on how to do what I did because it took me a lot of years to go from feeling really sick to feeling pretty awesome, but there's a lot to learn in between there. So I hope to help women do that in a quicker process than it took me and make it more enjoyable for them. So that is so, so awesome. So how do you, like, let's say you have some woman and she's never exercised or she just didn't have time. She's working hard or she's raising kids. How do you gently ease them into finding a way or a workout that works for them? Yeah, I always tell people, if you don't enjoy it, you're definitely not going to stick with it definitely not early on anyway. And so you really have to find a movement that you enjoy. So if you like walking your dog, focus on that. If you are into yoga, you can do something like that. Out in Colorado, we have a lot of outdoor adventures. So focusing on hiking and that type of thing. But I always tell women, actually just a live video yesterday on this, starting out with knowing your why behind why you're wanting to get strong you know, because if you don't have a purpose behind it, it's hard to stick with it on those hard weeks and those hard seasons. Uh, second off, just pick 15 to 30 minutes every single day, schedule it into your calendar so you know you're doing it, and just have that activity that you're really, that you enjoy scheduled into that time. And then it's, then you know when it's happening, how it's happening, and just starting out with those basic movements like walking, some squats or push-ups, you know, nothing fancy. And then as you get into a routine over a month or two, then you can start increasing the intensity and adding in new things because you'll have the motivation there. I always tell people, you don't start out with motivation. You have to actually act upon what you're wanting to do, and then the motivation will come after that. I have a question for you. Um, So your why, why do you love pine trees out of all of the different trees that are here on the planet? What is your affinity toward the pine? I, well, I live in Colorado. I've lived here three years and I vacationed out here all growing up. And I just love the smell of them. It just really kind of puts me in my happy place, if you will. And yeah, I, I think it, I think there's actually a study that pine trees, the smell of them release feel good endorphins in your body. So I think it goes along with the whole smell thing. But I just love Colorado and love the culture out here to be outdoors. And, you know, not it's just a very healthy culture here. And there's less focus on body image and more focus on just people being healthy from the inside out, um, you know, and really enjoying the movement that, that they do rather than forcing themselves to go to the gym four times a week and hating it. So, yeah, I just... I just think they're a cool tree. <laughs> Love us. It must smell like Christmas all year round. I know. It's perfect. <laughs> So, Rachel, I was checking out your website, and I loved it, by the way. Really cool. And I was reading some of your blogs, and I see you're really into morning rituals like we are. So, maybe you can share what your morning rituals are. 
Yeah, well, I have a four-year-old and three-year-old boy, so it can change from day to day. But I, when I get up, I make sure I have 30 minutes that I don't look at my phone and don't look at my computer. That's actually one of our power habits in Summit Fit Academy is 30 minutes of disconnect throughout the day. You can do it at any point, but I like to do it in the morning because emails and that type of thing can put your day in a bad mood quickly. So I make sure and have 30 minutes and I usually make a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. I'll get out some paper, maybe a book that I'm reading and just kind of find, you know, a good line in the book to kind of set my day on the right foot and just kind of remind me why I'm doing I'm doing my business, why I'm doing what I do as a mom, and just kind of sit outside by our, we actually have a new fire pit, so I'll probably be sitting outside by the fire pit uh, this fall and just kind of settling into my personal development, and so that's that's usually how I start my day off. Um, exercise comes later in the morning. Some people like to do that, but I think I like to just have a little bit of quiet time uh, to start my day. Yeah. I love that 30-minute disconnect. Now, I'm guessing that like watching Netflix doesn't apply. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Even if it's relaxing, it can't be any form of technology at all. So, I might steal that. If, if anybody's in my living it group and you hear this, this is where it came from. Super idea. Love yeah, that. it's 30 minutes really every like day. to have the power habits be like they're called empowering, you know, so, and that's a really good one that most people are really challenged by, and they like to have that as one of the habits, because it reminds them to do that, instead of just saying it, you know, actually having 30 minutes of disconnect, which most people do not do, by the way. You know, I've been trying to work up towards something like that. In fact, I want, I don't know if they sell this, but a timer on my Wi-Fi router to just be off all night long mm-hmm. and then not turn on until like nine o'clock because then it just automatically, I can't check anything and it'll just force right. me out of the habit. Do, you, do they make something like that? They do for your phone. I don't, I I don't you know of anything, but I'm sure it's out there. Because, you know, that would prevent not just the, the phone, but the computers and the TV and the Netflix, everything. All the devices right. have to be hushed until, until nine. Yeah, I tell yeah. my husband all the time because he wakes up and he'll go onto the phone and it's a very, very bad habit because you start the day immediately with technology in your face and all of the terrible things that are happening in the world. And I like right. what you do um, where you get up and you have peace in the morning and quiet. And, you know, I think morning time is amazing for that where you can really come back to center and find yourself and meditate and relax and be with the pine trees, which relax the <clears throat> nervous system. Oh, get out of here. She's got a three-year-old and a four-year-old. She's listening to it. I want this back then. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> right, Rachel, yeah, I, I, need find- I need to check in and see if there are any, like, hysterical texts because my kids don't live at home anymore. I go, okay, nobody is, like, calling out for help. Now I can go meditate. And so I do have to do that little check. Yeah. Can you share yeah, some they, of your other little habits that you share with your group? You want to know the other power habits? Yeah. Yeah. So we have one of them is the six power foods. So that one includes dark leafy greens, fermented food, protein, a cruciferous vegetable, a healthy fat, and berries. So we focus on eating those every single day. And then we have um, 30 minutes of movement. 
So it can be any movement you choose. I do give them a workout routine, but they kind of follow it as they wish, add other things in. 15 minutes of personal development. So it can be reading, learning, anything that really just builds you up and empowers you as a person. 15 minutes of outdoor time. So that can be anywhere they want, but it just has to be outside. It encourages people to kind of get outside during their work, you know, during work break and whatnot. And then our disconnect one, and I'm going to blank on this sixth one. Maybe there's only five. Yeah. Community. Community. There's six. The other one's obviously slipping my mind, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of the, the power habits. I'm sorry. I thought I saw something on your website that you said about community, but maybe I'm messing that up. No? Uh, yeah, community is, so we did have the, one of our power habits was a daily check-in, like accountability, but we actually just recently switched that one out for the, the, um, time away from the internet. So, right. Cause those two things kind of go hand in hand, right? If you're doing the accountability and checking in, that kind of gets very close to constantly being on the damn phone. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's, you know, we're constantly improving the program. Yeah, we found that people are wanting more of a disconnect. And some people do, especially at the beginning of their journey, post more because it's exciting to them and they want to share and they need more accountability. As people move into my academy, then, so we have an intro course and then the academy they move into after that. So the academy people don't post as often. So we really wanted to create another habit that was going to, again, empower them and Posting every day sometimes isn't empowering for everyone. So, and once they move out of the program, I want it to be something they can do, you know, long term. And so, maybe telling someone what they're doing every day not a super sustainable habit. So, Rachel, tell everybody where they can find out more about your program and where to reach you. Yeah, you can find me at summitfit.com and click on the Summit Fit tab. That'll show you the intro course and the academy. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Meyer Fitness. Wow. Thanks so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for joining us at Healthy View Radio today. Check us out on Facebook, HealthyViewRadio.com. Check us out on iTunes and stay tuned. Come back next week. Listen, share your questions and have a great, great week. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.